welcome to Generation Podcast, where we have real conversations about what God is doing in this generation. My name's Josh Mann, and joining me once again is the young adults pastor of St. Paul's Castle Hill, Samuel Haywood. Josh. How are we going? Mate, I'm good. Going well? I'm going very well. The smell of paint is yes. in the air. Freshly painted. Freshly minted. Brand new studio. It's very exciting. At our church in Castle Hill. Uh, Sammy, if you could use one word to describe your week, your last week you've had, do it. My goodness, one word. Wow. 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 Okay. So it's been a good week then? It has been a good week. I think just um, I've had some really cool conversations with... Uh, some new friends about what God's doing um, kind of uh, outside of our church and God's doing some really cool stuff. So it's been a really exciting week. Awesome. Some of which I've shared with you and we've both been excited together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome. It has been a really, really good week and we're really excited to get into this podcast, this episode in particular. Our last episode, we we looked at counterfeit Jesus Mm -hmm. and making up our own mind of who God is and worshiping that instead of the real, genuine, authentic God of the Bible. Um, This week, we are going to do our best to dive straight in to the idol of approval. My goodness. It is a massive idol in our generation. And to be honest, it is a huge idol in our lives. Um, Particularly you and and me. Correct. Particularly us two. And I think God has been working so strongly in our hearts. I feel like we're going to cry. I know. It's just like... Yeah. So this, this, this episode actually means a lot to us. Um, we have been convicted. God has mm. been working in our hearts over the last month or so uh, whilst we've been putting this together. Mm. So yeah, let's, let's get straight into it. Yeah. When we're thinking about the idol of approval, how, how would you define that? Briefly introduce, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of different ways to define things. One, the the dictionary says approval is the it's basically the action of accepting someone or telling them that they're good, right? So they they say that the the deepest desire of the human heart is to be fully known and fully loved, right? And a lot of us were like, oh, if if I'm fully known then there's no way I'm going to be fully loved because yeah. we know ourselves, we see the brokenness of our hearts and surely we only see the part of the brokenness of our hearts. Yeah. And every human has this desire to be loved. And so in order to be loved, a lot of the times we don't allow ourselves to be known because we think if, if I show this part of who I am, then they will reject me and they won't love me or they won't approve of me anymore. But we all desire for someone to just like know us, every nook and cranny, every high, every low, every bad thought, every good thought and say, I love you, I see you and I approve of you, right? And so approval is I see you and I accept you. I think you're good. For who you are, for who you really are. For who you really are, right? But the thing is in in our generation, we we put our best image forward Mm. so that people won't see our cracks, so that people won't see the deepest desires of our hearts Mm -hmm. And we try to get approved off that, right? Yeah. And I would say, you know, part of the reason why that might be is that we desire to be approved more than we desire to be known. Wow. Does that make sense? So like we would rather have people applaud us for a 50% fake, 50% real version of ourselves than for people to completely know us and maybe not 
think that we're as, yeah. we're as good as they were. Yeah. So, so in essence, the idol of approval is sort of like it's a false promise. It's like if, if these people like me, mm-hmm. if these people approve of me, mm-hmm. then I'll be truly satisfied. Yes. That's what the idol of approval is. Yes. And we get caught up in it. And we're going to talk about this a little uh, later on. But we get caught up in that, in that by putting our best foot forward, by putting our best selves out there and actually not showing people who we really are. Yeah, I would say we present a version of ourselves to the world that we think is going to be best liked. Yep. So, for example, I think social media has really put fuel on the fire of looking for approval in other people because we all know that we don't present the actual version of who we are in social media. We take the photo of the best thing that we ate that day, uh, of the workout of, you know, we post the workout, not the cookie, <laughs> for example. And so what we're doing is we're presenting uh, the the best version of ourselves sometimes to the point of a fake version of ourselves because we want people to like the photo and when they like the photo, we're like, they're liking me. Yeah. And we want people to like us, which is we want people to approve us. And so sometimes we're not 100% transparent or authentic with who we really are. And so we actually miss out on being known. We miss out on being fully fully yeah. known and fully loved. Yeah. So approval is seeking the praise or the approval of people mm. so that we could feel satisfied, so that we could feel happy, right? Yeah, basically. Um, and in doing so, you know, sometimes, and we're going to be talking about this later, that we we actually rob God of the approval that he deserves. Mm. When, when we seek the approval for ourselves, we rob God of the approval that, that he actually deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to flesh that out a little bit? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes we we take glory when we should give it to God yep. because we we need the applause. So say for example, um, say let's take this podcast for example. Like it's it's an apparent example. Uh, you and I could so desperately need people to like this podcast that whenever someone says, "Hey, I really enjoy this podcast and it's been adding value to my life." we go, yeah, I, I appreciate that because it it has been a lot of hard work and blah, blah, mm. blah, instead of saying, and that's that's taking glory for ourselves, that's taking approval for ourselves because we went into it needing approval, for example, <laughs> 50-50 on that one. <laughs> but um, what we should be doing is saying, you know what, uh, that praise is actually due to God. Yeah. You know, like this, this isn't, our, our work, this isn't valuable to you because we're intelligent or wise. No, 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 God God is using this to speak to you. And so when we desperately need affirmation and approval from other people, when it comes our way, we're going to be like a sponge and we're going to soak it up and take it. When we should be more like a mirror, we should it should bounce straight off us and back to God and it should be worship. Yeah. So when, when we take that approval, as I said, we're, we're robbing that from God, the approval that he deserves. Yeah, and I wouldn't say necessarily like I think it's it's difficult because we're kind of talking about glory. Yeah. We're kind of talking about approval, but we don't want to rob God of his glory. You know, like God is approved whether we tell him he's awesome or not. Like God doesn't need us to tell him that he's You mean he's what great. Sam Hayward thinks about God doesn't change who God thinks he is? Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but... Glory is important. And I think glory is a part of 
a part of our approval. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then a slightly different track is that approval is, you know, we seek it for ourselves sometimes, but it's actually like all idols that we've been, that we will talk about. It's actually a good thing. It was created mm. to be a good thing. Mm. Uh, like, for example, we you, we look in, in, in Mark in chapter 1 where Jesus is um, being baptized and the audible voice of God um, comes for everyone God to hear. The Father, yeah. Correct. Saying, he is my son with whom I am well pleased. Yeah. Right then and there, God gave Jesus his approval. So it was, a, it was, a, it was a, an instance created by God. It was a thing created by God, right? So that's the thing. Like if God is dishing out approval, it's not bad. Yeah. So approval can't be bad. And, and if, if God is uh, willingly giving affirmation and encouragement to Jesus and through Christ to us, and it's filling a, a need or a, or a hole that we have, it can't be bad, right? Yeah. In the same way that all of these idols that we're going to talk about in this podcast aren't bad. Like success isn't bad. We talked about counterfeit Jesus last week. Jesus isn't bad. <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things and they're not bad. Idols are uh, good things that we've elevated to God. Yeah, things. Correct. So the things that God has intended to be a part of our life uh, that should be oriented towards him and end up in worship. But instead we've grabbed it and we've said, actually, I want this thing to be my God instead. I'm going to worship approval as if it was God. Yeah, wow. So we've defined what approval is. We've said, you know what, it's actually a good thing. God actually gives approval to Jesus. Therefore, he must, he, he, you know, he gives out approval. Therefore, it is a good thing. Mm. So what does that actually look like in our culture? Mm. You know, when we look around, how can we actually identify if we're seeking approval? Yeah, look, I, I wrestle with this idol probably yep. more than all of them because it might be birthed in insecurity. Um, it's, it's difficult to ascertain why I feel like I so desperately need other people's approval. It's probably because I don't properly understand how God sees me or maybe even the way that God sees me isn't enough. But I know that my experience of desperately needing approval is not uncommon in our culture um, because when people tell us that we've done a good job or tell us that we're beautiful or tell us that we're, we're smart or tell us that we're athletic or tell us that we're really good at Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> whatever it is, um, something in us just loves that. Mm. Like we, we crave that, we desire that. And if we go through a whole day and no one has said to us, I really think you're awesome. It can almost be crushing, right? And conversely, criticism is kind of like the opposite of approval. If someone criticizes me, my goodness, I feel like my whole world is coming down around me. Even if the criticism has nothing to do with my identity, mm. even if the criticism is right and I know that it's going to lead to future growth. Like we, we, we said earlier in the podcast, if something hurts disproportionately, uh, it, it might be an idol. So if, if I say to you, hey, Josh, um, I think it's time for a haircut <laughs> and you just get wrecked, full on wrecked because you need approval, particularly in a sense of image, 
Uh, you might say, Josh, do you think it's unhealthy that you reacted so negatively towards that criticism? <laughs> yeah. For the record, I think my hair is actually looking all right today. It's looking great. <laughs> so I chose something that was obviously not true about you. <laughs> Your hair looks amazing. Um, but yeah, when it comes to a- approval, I think we, uh, as particularly as young people, we search for it, we crave it, we we work hard for it. And when we don't get it, it crushes us. And when we do get it, it makes us so big headed and so prideful that we're completely insufferable to be around and I'm I am exactly like that like you and I were talking yesterday and we were both getting smashed by this and it wasn't even intentional we were just kind of working <laughs> through stuff and both of us got to the end of ourselves we realized all of these problems in our life exist because we are desperately working for people's approval like approval is making most of my relationship decisions right wow. like and I think it has for a really long time because instead of me thinking, uh, who is the best person for me to be with? I'm thinking, if I date this girl, people will think that I'm awesome because she's super beautiful. It's got nothing to do with her. It's actually about what other people think. Wow. Or if, if I'm friends with these people who are really cool, people will think I'm really cool. Yeah. And so it actually makes decisions, like big life decisions for me. I'm going to live in this house... Because if I live in this awesome place, people will think that I, I have good taste or I'm wealthy. It, it's defined the reason that I spent too much money on a car because I want people's approval. It's dictated my workaholism because I'm like, I so desperately want people's approval that I will work myself to death in order to be the best version of something. Like I would say approval has so often been the God that I worship more than Jesus Christ. Wow. And I'm so convicted about that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm afraid of that. And I, it's almost insurmountable how deep it goes and how much it infiltrates every part of my life. It's quite frightening. Wow. And so, so it's birthed out of, Insecurity. Yeah. I would say it's insecurity because if I was secure in who Christ says that I am, I would not care about what you think. But I do. I care so much about what you think. And it has nothing to do with you. Like I care about what you think because I value your opinion. But I also care about what you think because I need you to think well of me. Yeah. And I think the thing, why we go back to that, every single day almost is Mm. because I think we're sort of addicted to that immediate gratification. Oh, preach. (laughs) So if you're, if you're seeking people to like it because of your car and someone comes up to you and go, Hey Sam, your car, it's awesome. Like the rims, it look, they look sick. You know, the rims do look sick (laughs) for the record. They do. (laughs) But that, that it creates in you an emotion, a happiness, a joy, but it doesn't last. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. Like it's so fleeting and you're always working for the next thing. That's yeah. the crazy thing. People will use this as an example and it's actually quite close to home. Like I totally didn't make the right decision here. I spent too much money on a car because <laughs> I cared about, I don't, I didn't even think about it. In the back of my mind, I was like, dude, there are missionaries. Like you can't spend X amount of dollars on a car, you idiot. And um, the thing is, it's like when, when, you, when I got it, people came up to me and, and were like, oh, that's, that's a really cool car. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then after a few months, it loses its hmm. new car smell and you start to think, oh, what car would I get next? And people say, do you regret your, your purchase? And I'm like, yeah, I want a better car. 
<laughs> and then, you know, I started getting convicted. I'm like, what the heck's wrong with me? Mm. I don't need a better car. Yeah. I'm just like worshipping this thing because I need people's approval because it's probably a, it's probably a badge of success. Like if, if I have this thing, then I've made money and I spent so much of my life having no money that now I want people to know that I have a successful like life yeah. and this is a... Yeah. I'm and, just getting real. I'm like, <laughs> this is what's going on. But it, forgive me if I'm wrong and, and correct me, but it, it creates a spiral, a cycle where yeah. you need that gratification from other people yeah. and then when it runs out, you need more of it and it runs out, you need more of it. Because yes. the approval of people will run out. Absolutely. And it runs it runs out and it runs short. Yeah. So we're talking before where like if approval's a good thing from God and it's supposed like you're supposed to get your approval from God and in God, which means that you have a God sized need for approval. And when people approve of you, they're not approving you. You're the same tenacity this, to the same degree that your heavenly father loves you or approves of you. And so every time someone approves of you, it falls short. You're like, man, you like you said I did good, but I really wanted to hear you were the best I've ever seen in my life. Throughout all of history, there has never been anyone that's as fast as you on the football field and there never will be again. You know, that's mm. kind of the, we just want more, but it falls short. Right, so the approval of people always falls short. And Jesus says, you know, I am I'm the spring. You know, it's it's this overflowing, never ending, like Jesus is saying, Come to me and you'll never be thirsty again. Like that's what God is offering. And what you're saying is, correct me if I'm wrong, we're addicted to immediate gratification. Yes. And it just we want it now and it runs out. And then we want it now and then it runs out. We want it now. And so we go further, we go deeper and it runs out. And we just spend our whole lives working for people's approval, never getting it, never getting enough of it, never getting good at it. And then we, we get to the, probably get to the end of our lives going, I don't think I was good enough for anybody, particularly myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, guys, we're going to get to know a little bit more about Sam. So, I'm not sure if the listeners know this, but you've actually started a new hobby. Do you want to enlighten them? Oh, what, I have started a new hobby. I've taken up surfing. Wow. Which if you're watching on YouTube, you could tell might not be the best sport for me because it's at the beach and I'm very pale. And typically, uh, people of my complexion don't go to the beach. <laughs> so it's a dangerous place <laughs> for us to be. <laughs> so what what have you done to try and uh, counteract that? Counteract that. So there's, there's two <laughs> things. Uh, the best thing about surfing is wetsuits because they basically cover everything like arms up up to your neck. So the only thing that's that's exposed <laughs> is my, my head and my hands, which is sure, fantastic. Sure you can even get one with a little hat. Like. Surely your hands don't get burnt. No, because I put sunscreen on my hands because <laughs> I'm prepared. So you can buy this sunscreen. I had this problem where uh, sunscreen just comes off in the surf because I'm always, I'm not on the board. I'm mostly getting wrecked, mm. like getting scraped along the sand under the bottom of the water. <laughs> and so the sunscreen comes off, but you can get this sunscreen that's four surfers. Wow. And it's called like sun mud or something and it's really thick and disgusting <laughs> and you basically just like put this paste on your face so anyway i'm loving surfing i don't belong at the beach but but you're loving it i'm loving it so you're a power guy loving surfing with sunscreen on so much sunscreen <laughs> absolutely yeah that's that's all you need to that's know you. for this week so
Thanks, mate. And I think along those same lines, we said we just say you know approval starts with that the insecurities, but I think another way of looking at it is about you know trying to build your own reputation, right? Um, and that's where it can sneak into our culture as mm. well, where we're so concerned with building our reputation so that people will like us, so that people will approve of us, and it sort of ties in with trying to keep up with the trends, trying to keep up with the context that you're in so that your reputation is going to be able to hold strong, so that people will look at mm. you and think, you know what, Josh, man, he is killing it. Um, and so I think this, this whole idea of keeping up with the trends to build your reputation actually is so significant in our culture, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it kind of touches on that same idea of if the approval is always falling short, we think, well, in order for me to get that extra bit of approval I need to do that extra bit of work or I need to be that little bit extra beautiful or that little bit more smart or that little bit more wealthy Um, and because the approval is always falling short the next logical thing that pops into our head is well I'm falling short like they would approve of me if I was better Mm. and so we go and we work out harder so that next time people notice our abs too as well as our guns you know what I'm saying it's like because it's falling short, we work harder. And that that's a never-ending cycle. Like if you've lived life for more than 15 years, you know that you, you never seem to be beautiful enough, smart enough, fast enough, wise enough. And newsflash, if you don't find your approval in God, you will always feel that you're not good enough, no matter how successful you are. I think it was... Um, Who's the who's the guy who plays the the green the movie I'm The Mask? With who, who's the guy who plays Jim Carrey? Actually, Jim I, Carrey. I know that. I know okay, that. so he he says this. <laughs> he said this thing. He was like, I I wish that everyone could get what they ever dreamed of, so they would so they would realize that it's not enough. Like that's that's a rough quote. But what he was saying is like he he reached the heights of fame and and wealth, and he's like it fell completely short. And he was like he saw everybody else running after what he had and he wanted to tell people, I wish that you could get it just so you knew that it wasn't worth orienting your life after. And there's a, there's another guy who's a, who's a Christian songwriter named Dustin Kensrue, right? Who was the great name. Yeah. Super cool guy. Like he, he was in the band thrice. I think he was the drummer or the lead singer or something like again, mega successful guy. And he, he goes and works for a church as a worship pastor and writes this song called it's not enough. And the point of this song was his, he's saying to people, I had everything, man. Like I had the wealth, the fame, the, the friends, and it fell so impossibly short. It's not enough. And so he writes this song and like most of the lyrics are, it's not enough. And then he's pointing people to see Jesus and go, he's enough. Like Jesus is enough. This is the whole point of Hebrews, right? Jesus yep. is enough. Yeah, and that's the thing. Well, it doesn't have to be if you when you get anything, then you'll be crushed. Like when you get everything, sorry, then you'll be crushed. You can be crushed right. by God because of your uh, your need of of approval and your your building up of your repu- reputation. No matter if you have so much or if you're just your ordinary person living mm. life in the hills district in Castle Hill. We're um, very ordinary. Exactly. <laughs> Except both of us have been absolutely wrecked 
yeah. by this this idol. Um, and I think it's particularly in my life, I've come to terms with the fact that it's probably the biggest idol wow. th- that I'm, I'm I'm chasing after this approval. And um, because I'm I'm trying, I used to, or I'm still working through this, trying to build up a reputation of myself. Mm. Um, and it came to a head, you know, early last year. So I I um, changed jobs uh, mm. early last year and. I, I loved my old job. I, I was going okay and, and I was approved of everyone there, right? Um, and I was moved. this at Pacific Hills? Yeah, that was at Pacific Hills Christian School. Dude, people at Pacific Hills talk about you. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. the man. <laughs> I'm just like filling your idol. <laughs> of everyone. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Um, so I, ch- I changed schools, right? Um, and I, I went from a place where everyone, um, exactly what you said, everyone knew who I was and, mm. and I, was, I felt like I was doing a good job there. Um, I went to a new school where I knew no one. No one knew me. I knew no one. I knew no one. Um, and early on last year, I was, you know, preaching some sermons at school, and I thought I was going all right. I was doing the exact same thing as I was doing at Pacific Hills. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to kill it. Mm. Um, and then there was a couple of instances where my colleagues would come up to me and go, "Hey, hey, Josh, you know, maybe change this, or, or have you thought about this?" And they were actually reasonable suggestions right yeah like it they nothing they said was was too insulting or not insulting at all they're doing it for my best interest and that sort of got in me a bit of a you know i was a bit discouraged and Mm. and that wasn't their fault that was just the way i received it right and so i was feeling a bit discouraged and then one Monday morning. Now, this we talk about a disproportionate reaction. This is it. Okay, here we go. Uh, one Monday morning, I, I came into work, and again, a colleague came up, and he and he said, "Oh, I'd really love to just chat to you about the sermon you're about to preach. I'd really just walk it through with you and just chat about some things." Mm, extremely reasonable request. <laughs> extremely <laughs> reasonable request. Yeah. And at that moment, wait, this guy was your boss, right? Yeah. So yeah. extra reasonable request. Correct. Okay. Cool. Correct. And he's the best heart in the world, amazing mm. man of God. Um, and when he said that, my heart just sank. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know um, what the reason was, but it just I just felt so defeated. Mm. And it got to the point I went up and went to my mate and I knocked on his door and I went in. I was trying to explain what just happened. I couldn't explain it. And I just started crying. Oh, wow. And literally it was on that moment, on that time where – God literally said, Josh, you are chasing after the approval of people mm-hmm. and it's never going to last. It's never going to fulfill. Um, I've only actually come to that realization the last week or so when we've been chatting, but it was a completely unjustified reaction to a completely reasonable um, uh, question or, yeah. um, or you know, instance, but I was just crushed because mm. I was so desperately seeking approval of people, right? Wow. Um, so that's an instance in my life and I'm sure people can can possibly, um, you know, relate to that or possibly there's other, possibly there's other areas of their oh, life. Oh, dude, people will be able to relate to that. Mm. Like I, I'm thinking I have probably three or four stories a week. Like, <laughs> I don't know, if, if someone comes up to me like Sam Sam Clark, who is going to listen to this podcast. He's a legend, by the way. He's an absolute legend. Just a shout out. He did all did a lot of the research for Counterfeit Jesus the last episode. Yeah. He's so him. it's probably because of the fact that he's a legend that this triggered me. But so he, he sends me a text and he's like, hey, bro, this is after our meeting, our research teaching team meeting last week. He sends me a text like, hey, can we grab a coffee? 
my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like thinking, oh my gosh, now Sam Clark hates me or thinks I'm an idiot. Like here's a guy who's super smart. And my my immediate response is Sam Clark is going to tell me that I suck. <laughs> right? And so and this is this has happened so many times to me, where it's just like a totally reasonable thing. And I texted him back and I was like, what do you, what do you want to talk about? I, just, I couldn't handle it. I'm like, I know I can't handle this. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? And he just had, he was just like wanted to catch up because he was excited about the vision, about what God is doing in this ministry. So he wanted to have a positive conversation. And that it's exactly the same yeah. thing. I, I just, it was so evident that my heart was so far gone that such a reasonable thing would derail me so profoundly. Yeah. And I know that, particularly pastors struggle with this all the time if because you do get criticized quite a lot and and if you, if you have this idol of approval anytime someone like you you lock eyes with someone and they make a beeline for you after the service after you've preached you're like oh no here here, here comes the criticism nine times out of ten they're coming up to you to say hey that was great mm. but nine times out of ten we're afraid yeah. that we're about to get exactly. hurt. So we, we, we sort of gone through what approval is and, and shared stories in our life about how we've struggled with, with approval ourselves. Yeah. Um, if we look in the Bible, I just want to quickly um, read you one Thessalon- a passage from 1 Thessalonians 2. It Brilliant. says, On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people but God who tests our hearts. Oh I gosh. think just... This speaks volumes to this whole uh, situation, this whole idol of approval in the fact that we have been approved by God. We speak as those approved by God. Yeah, it's it's already happened. Correct. And so we don't need to seek approval anywhere else because we've been approved by God. Yes. He knows your worth, right? He knows our worth. He knows my worth. He knows your worth. Yeah. So why do we try and find that from other people? Man, I think it's a lot of the times it's a misunderstanding of what God means when he's when he's saying that. Like well or what Paul means. Yeah. Because it's about, he, we speak as those approved by God. It's like, well, why am I approved by God? We typically think it's based on our performance. Like our worth is based on our performance because typically that's how the world works people don't say i approve of you based on anything other than your performance your character whatever but with god it actually has nothing to do with us which is really interesting like our worth my worth to god has nothing to do with my performance in fact it's in spite of my performance good and bad that my worth comes from god he says you know as you omit knit in your mother's womb, like before you did said, breathed God, hundred percent worth. And the way that he saw you hasn't changed in the last, you know, we're, we're 25, 26. It hasn't changed the whole time. And I've done terrible things and I've, I've done some really cool things and God hasn't changed his view of me the whole time. And he's not going to 10,000 years into glory. Our worth is so not contingent on our performance. And we just don't understand that because for everybody else, our worth kind of is contingent on our performance. Like if I just am just horrible to you for a year and I say nothing and just reject you, my worth 
in your eyes is probably I'm going to be worth nothing to you. Mm. You'll probably discard me and be like, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> you kind of suck, right? Which would be true. I would kind of suck. But God never does that. Like I, I spent most of my life just using God and rebelling against him. And never once did God say, you're worth less to me. Mm. Mm. So we constantly try and find approval from other people. Yeah. But we know, and God, the Bible is so strong in this, in saying that we have been approved by God. Mm. It, you know, and, and when we submit our life to Jesus, we have been approved by God. So moving forward, mm. you know, we, we've been working through this idol of approval. And I'm sure there's people who are, who are listening, uh, who are watching, uh, who, you know, are struggling with this idol. So moving forward, what can we do? What can we do to move forward and try and crush this idol? It's a really good question. I think firstly, it's understanding that not every person is approved by God, right? Um, Otherwise, uh, we would be universalists, Hmm. right? Like God doesn't approve of anybody, right? Apart from Christ. Yeah. It's only in Christ, in the death, resurrection, and atoning sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf that we're approved of. So God's approval of us has everything to do with Jesus. Yeah. And you should be able to look at Christ and see your worth to the Father. You should be able to look at the good works of Christ and say, those good works have been given as a gift to to me by Jesus and and the father counts that as my righteousness right so that's not the case for everybody so god does not approve of us if we reject jesus mm. in fact he disapproves of the way that we've lived our lives and we have to basically be held accountable for that but if we do choose to follow jesus if we say yeah i i need you jesus i'm actually not okay Uh, I'm a mess and I feel like, and the Bible tells me that God actually won't accept me based on my merit, based on my good work. So I choose to have the gift of your merit Mm. and your good work as my own on, 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 on your behalf, on my behalf. And that necessitates us saying to God, I am sorry that I haven't been good enough and I, I know that I'm never going to be. I really need you to give me Jesus' righteousness and identity and and forgive me. And when we do that, our identity changes and and God approves of us then in Christ. Wow. So there is a transition. It's not like everyone's approved of by God because that's not the gospel, right? Mm. That's the thing. And we talked about this in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Is that that's why the cross and, and the gospel is such good news? That's why Jesus on the cross is good news. Because in that moment, we talked about this in the first podcast. In that moment, when Jesus died on the cross for the very first time, Jesus turned God turned away from Jesus, mm. and He looked on humanity, and He said, "You are my sons and my daughters," mm. because Jesus has t- had taken that punishment. Had, he looked at us and he saw unblemished people mm. and he approved of us for the very first time. Mm. Um, so Jesus actually had to give it up correct, in order for us to have it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's quite unfathomable mm. really that Jesus would take all of the, it says the curse of sin on himself in the Bible and, and go to a cross and 
Jesus was just disapproved of. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't as if it's kind of complicated. Like Jesus wasn't disapproved of, but because Jesus was wearing like a like a garment, our our mess and our sin, God looked at Jesus in that moment and said, "Deserving of wrath." Yeah. Yeah. Even though Jesus wasn't deserving of wrath and poured it out because I was deserving of wrath. So Jesus was like disapproved by God in that moment, or at least Jesus wore the disapproval of God on our mm. behalf. Because we really don't want to say that the Heavenly Father disapproved of Christ. Because in one sense, he really approved of mm. his son in that moment. It's kind of th- this, yeah. this twofold thing. Yeah, so we need to wrap our heads around the fact that we are, if we believe in Jesus and we submit our lives to Jesus, we are approved by God. Yes. He knows our hearts, the deepest, darkest You're fully secrets. Known. Yes, he, we are fully known, which, what is, which is what we desire. Yeah. We are actually fully known by God and he accepts us. Mm. And the same, along the same lines, uh, we haven't really talked about this, and, but you know, even if you don't have a good image of yourself, even mm. if you hate yourself, God knows your heart and he accepts you for who you are. Mm. He accepts you if you submit your life to Jesus. Mm. Um, and acceptance is, it's different. It, like just because God approves you doesn't mean he approves of what you're doing. Right? Yeah. Like God saves you and he gives you salvation not based on your good works and he approves of you in Christ but that isn't a license to go around doing whatever we Correct. want we, we talked about that last week right. uh, last episode with counterfeit, counterfeit Jesus yeah living your life according to what the word says mm-hmm. and worshiping God right uh, for who he is and who he said he is mm. and when we do that we have the approval of God mm. Um And so moving forward, moving from that, we need to actually understand that God has given us his approval because he fully knows us. And he's given that approval anyway because Jesus took the sacrifice on our behalf. Um, And and the last thing I just want to chat about is it's not actually up to us to change our heart. If we're struggling with this, if we're struggling with this idol of approval, it's not up to us to change our heart. We can't do that. It's only through God. It's only through submitting to God and, and, and coming to him honestly. Like we have the last couple of days and weeks and months and like we will continue to do on our knees and say, God, we're sorry. Can you please change our hearts? Can you please change our mindset, change the, the way that we seek approval mm. so that we can seek it from you, mm. our heavenly father who created us for a purpose rather than the fleeting approval that we see from our, our friends, our family, our society. Yeah. And I think to be practical, even more so than that, we, we could be praying, hey, God, would, would you help me understand mm. how you see me? Because maybe I don't get it. Maybe your approval isn't enough for me because I don't, I don't really know what you think of me. Would you help me to realize, understand, see how how you see me and, and who, who do you think that I am? And a good way of doing that is reading the word and God tells you mm. all of those things. But man, it's just like, I've prayed that a lot and said, God, I, I know that part of the reason why I'm seeking the approval of people is because 
I just don't spend enough time listening to you. Mm. I spend so much time listening to all of these other people and and receiving their criticism and receiving their approval. But how much time do we really spend receiving God's criticism and receiving God's approval? Because God has a lot to say to us. He has a lot that he wants to convict us in, in the, in the power of his spirit. He's going to give us criticism, but it's not going to be laced with fury and hate. It's, it's going to be laced with love. Mm. And he has a lot to say about who we really are in Christ. Wow. So we just need to lean into him. It's got to lean into him, man. And like, as we lean into him and press into him in his word and in prayer and, and trying to hear his voice, we're going to realize, oh my goodness, God loves me. God sees me in a way that I, I've never even seen myself. And then we're going to walk around and be like, I don't need your approval. Have you heard what God thinks of me? Have you heard what God thinks of you? It's pretty awesome. It's so much better than this. And that's the only antidote really is to actually listen to God. Yeah, well, well so we just need to lean into God and realize that his approval is eternal. Yes. Man's approval is fleeting. God's approval is eternal. Well, we... We've talked about a lot in this podcast, and I know a lot of you probably have questions. We, we're still working through this. So, so if you do have questions, please feel free to, to send it through to us. Uh, there'll be avenues to do that through Instagram, um, St. Paul's underscore ya. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. You can even comment below if you're on YouTube. Yeah. And we'll, we'll read it. Correct. So yeah. please, yeah, please send in questions. We'd love to answer your questions. Um, so we're going we're gonna to leave it there for today. For today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's something that we are still working through. Um, so we're going to be praying that all of us together as a generation can continue to seek his face, seek the approval of God rather than the approval of man. So thank you so much for listening. But remember, renewal in our generation must start with a renewal of our hearts.